And we're back here with another episode of I Got Next Podcast. It's just me and Gas this time for this episode. You ready? Yep, let's get into it. First thing, the 49ers trade shaked up draft. We'll get on to the other trade later on, but the 49ers trade was the first trade that shaked up the whole entire draft picture. Like, I already had a plan of all the mock boards and stuff. Like, oh, this is this play is going this, this play is going there. But, like, now – I just don't know which place going to go where. So the draft goes like this. The 49ers get the number three pick, while the Dolphins get the number 12 pick, a 2021 third-round pick, and a first-round pick for 2022 and 2023. Yeah, I think Dolphins win that trade, honestly, especially when you combine it with the move that they made with the Eagles later. So, um, you know, it looks like the 49ers want to draft a quarterback, but I've also heard that they're sticking with Jimmy G. So I don't know, maybe they'll draft like one of these young guys and sit them under Jimmy G for a year and see what they got. I don't really see the plan here for the 49ers and they gave up a lot. So uh, I think they might've lost this trade. Dolphins doing smart business as usual, draft pick accumulation and stuff. And then they trade it right to the Eagles. They trade back up to the sixth pick and give up some of the stuff that they got from the 49ers, but they're still keeping a lot of it. And uh, they're still going to probably land one of those wide receivers that they need for their wide receiving core. Either, either uh, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, or Kyle Pitts at that position. So really smart business from the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to go into that trade later on, like the, Eagles trade with the Dolphins. Eagles got the number six pick. and No, not the number six pick. They trade with the number six pick to the Dolphins, and the Eagles received a 12th pick and a 2022 first-round pick for next year. And they, like, exchanged third-rounders, right? Eagles moved up in, like, the third round or something. Yeah. They moved up some some round. No, not the third round. Probably, like, the fourth or, Mm -hmm. or something. That's not too big of a deal. But what I like here, I think it's actually smart business by the Eagles. And I think a lot of the Eagles fan base is on this automatic, whatever Howie does, I have to think the opposite of it because we all hate Howie. But this was actually a good move in my opinion because we're looking for a wide receiver, right? We can can still, at 12, wide receiver is still going to be there, it's looking like. Um, Even Jalen Waddell might make it there. Or one of the big names might even drop. You never know in the draft. So we're still going to address that. Plus, we get a first-rounder for next year. And the thing is, we're not one draft pick away. This team isn't one draft pick away from being good. It's a lot of draft picks away from being good. So getting more draft picks was actually a smart move. We have three first-rounders next year. Mm -hmm. Good business, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I I like the trade a lot because, like, you don't know because – like, even though Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase are really good players, it's too risky to take a wide receiver that high up in the draft. Because recent, like, recent past shows, like, taking a wide receiver that high in the draft don't really work out a lot for the team. I've seen mock drafts where Devonta still drops to 12. Like, I like Devonta. But things that people are saying is that his style might not even – he might not even translate to the NFL because can he get off the line versus – physical corners yeah that's what i worry about too he's a little guy so in alabama they always had him in motion before the snap you know he was always moving so that helped him get off the line but like 
we'll see how it translates to the NFL. Plus, you know, a lot of people are saying if not for the injury, Jalen Waddle would have been the guy, and Jalen Waddle will be at twelve, and I wouldn't be mad taking him either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was yeah, but we think that a lot of Eagles fans wanted Jamar Chase because you know I've been hearing that the whole entire year. You think he's he's going to fall down for them or no? Not Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is too. There's there's not really any question marks about Jamar Chase. That's the thing. Devonta's like he's little or something, or Jalen Waddle. It's he's been hurt, you know. But Jamar Chase is kind of the full package, so I don't anticipate him dropping to twelve. Yeah. But I like this trade a lot, and but I just don't know what like I just don't know what the Forty ers are doing because like. You don't want to give the 49ers lost here. Yeah, because now I'm totally convinced that Zach Wilson is going to take number two and the Jets are going to give up on Sam Darnold. I'm just convinced about that now after seeing his after seeing oh, Zach, Zach Wilson's pro day was, yeah, was talking, yeah, like some of the throws they have these guys doing at their pro days now. Like, that's not like it's just ridiculous. It's like running one direction, throw a deep ball down the other sideline. It's just these throws that these guys can make nowadays, but um. Yeah, so the hype about Zach Wilson is real. And I would say that, like, you know, with quarterbacks I like in the draft, I do like Zach Wilson. But a lot of it is where you land. And if he goes to the Jets, he's going to face a lot of the same problems that Darnold had. It's not. It's still not a good team. I mean, they strengthened their wide receiver core a little bit. But offensive line is still shocking, you know. So he's going to be under constant duress. So, you know. Yeah, I won't be mad. I won't. I won't be mad if they take pin out pin out Seawall with the second pick, and like try to blow, and try to keep Donald for another year. But because either way, they can do. They can take a quarterback or take alignment. Take pin out Seawall. I won't be mad either way. Okay, if if the Jets take pin out Seawall, um, I like that for the Jets first of all because you know swapping quarterbacks isn't going to do too much. I feel if the rest of the team isn't there, he's going to have the same problems that Darnold had and he'll probably get killed like Darnold did and his confidence will go down like what happened to Sam Darnold. But if they draft Panay Sewell, then the 49ers made a really, really good move because I would love Zach Wilson to the 49ers because Zach Wilson to me has like Mahomes level arm talent, but Mahomes sat his first year. Mahomes wasn't ready to start out of Texas Tech. Mahomes said he couldn't even properly read defenses until like his after his MVP season. Mm-hmm. So I think Zach Wilson would do really well sitting like a year under Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Because like, like the only then I might have to say Zach Wilson might be the best quarterback in this draft. It's a lot about situations. Mm-hmm. It all depends where you get drafted. Because like, hmm, I'm trying to get one for example, like. Patrick Mahomes was just in a good situation when he got dropped to the Kansas City Chiefs. Here he had Alex Smith as starting quarterback. The offense was very good around him too. So when when Andy Reid felt he like he was ready enough to be on the team, yeah. he just came in in his technically his first season. He played one game in his rookie year, but and technically in his first season won MVP. So yeah, so um. But what you don't think about a lot of the time is the busts that are hard to name that could have landed somewhere else and been good. 
Like maybe some of these quarterbacks that went to the Browns all these years. They could have been good if they landed somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Man. Uh, but I just don't know where Kyle Pitts is going to land. Where the Dolphins actually take him, even though they have Mike Kazaki as tight end? I heard that they might. And, you know, like New England likes to run like a bunch of two tight end things, right? Mm-hmm. And Brian Flores is from New England originally. And that would be a pretty beastly two tight end. And they, they have decent wide receiving court now because they have Will Fuller and Devontae Parker and uh, maybe a third guy. I'm forgetting a name here. But uh, I'm pretty sure they have uh, Jer- uh, not. It's like something Grant Senior. I forgot his first name. I don't know. But uh, they have a decent wide receiving core. They could use another top guy, maybe. They could use Kyle Pitts. I mean. Yeah, but, like, that would be bad for the per- the wide receiver gets taken because, like, he's going to be the, he's gonna be the third option. Well, if he was getting taken by the uh, – well, before the Will Fuller signing, he could have been the second option. That would be great. But now – He's going to be the third option. But if you were, like, the Eagles, you're going to be the first option. So, Yeah, man, I'd love to have, like, a marquee wide receiver here. Like, I could just imagine Devonta Smith being here. And he would be, like, our guy that would get us, like, league-wide acclaim. He would be the guy that kids think it's cool to have his jersey and stuff. And they want to do catches like Devonta Smith. So, I think he'd, I, he could be the number one guy for many years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, just don't like. I just don't doubt of some of these top receivers falling down because, like, for example, 2018, I was looking past through my old mock drafts. I had Corlin Sutton, uh, Calvin R- R- Ridley, uh, DJ Moore all getting taken like in the mid first round. Calvin really got taken in the late first round. DJ Moore got taken the pick before that, and Corlin Sutton didn't get taken until the second round. So. You don't really know what's going to happen. Here. Yeah, I think come draft day, these wide receivers will, aren't going to fall. Uh, I think with the mock drafts, they keep get, they get more and more accurate over time as we learn more and more things. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing that the wide receivers are falling down and the quarterbacks are always moving up to the top of the draft. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson, a guy that wasn't projected as high, he's now up. Uh, Justin Fields is down a little bit. Trey Lance is probably number three. Mm. on most teams' quarterback rank list. And then off, then there's, like, three good offensive linemen that are probably going to go top 15. So now the wide receivers are, are going to be there. There's probably three star wide receivers, Waddle, Smith, Jamar Chase. That's probably in reverse order of how they're going to get picked. And Kyle Pitts, who's, like, a tight end with wide receiver skills. So I think Eagles are in a good spot here. Yeah. But with this trade, do you think the 49ers gave up on trying to trade for Deshaun Watson, or are they going to try to use this pick to trade? Uh, they, I think nobody – I don't – I think every team that was in on Deshaun Watson is out now because you don't know how that's going to be sorted. He could get a league suspension. Could be worse than that. So, yeah, it's going to, it's going to take a long time before that Deshaun Watson thing is cleared up. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to play football for a while, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Manny, it's like sorry, it's like twenty cases right now. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's some ridiculous number. It's looking really bad for him. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and that kind of hurts me a lot because, like, you know, I wanted Deshaun Watson on the team. But, you know, we can run with Drew Locke one more year. I won't be mad if the Broncos run with Drew Locke for another year. That's I fun. heard Broncos might be in for a trade maybe, maybe get up, or they can just see who falls to them. A lot of mock – I mean, the Panthers are right in front of you, which is annoying. Mm-hmm. So you might want to – they might want to jump them, I hear, just because Justin Fields is that fourth quarterback and he could go – you know, I like Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I'm going to take Mac Jones because, like, the way you say it's all about positioning and positioning. Oh, dude, Mac Jones. I wouldn't, I hadn't even thought about that. It would be a little bit of a reach, but if you really believe in the guy, he'll, he'll have good wide receivers, he'll have a good offensive line. Yeah, but like, you know, I don't want to hear the reason why I don't want to take Mac Jones because I don't want to hear everybody else always saying, like, how the Broncos always take the most unathletic white kid who had his tall like you know you know you know what I'm talking about yeah 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 I know that Trevor Simeon uh some of the other quarterbacks over the uh, years I forget even their names uh, 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 Lynch mm-hmm. Brock's Oswaller yeah even starting with Peyton Manning mm-hmm. um because you know that the first black quarterback on the Denver Broncos was Kendall Hinton. I did not know that. that That's was, crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's been a franchise for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I th- I don't I don't know about Trey Lance to the Broncos because you think he's ready to start right away as he gets into the NFL out of North Dakota State. Yeah, that's what I'm worrying, worrying about. Didn't Trey. play any games last year. Mm-hmm. So I won't be mad. Justin Fields, Justin Fields, on the other hand, he's been in these national championship games, big bowl games, big Big Ten games. So I think he'd be more ready day one. Under the right system, he can be good. That's the, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm excited about because either gonna be Trey Lance or Justin Fields with like. If they like, I got a feeling Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Like, if the Jets don't take a quarterback, and the 49ers take Zach Wilson, it's gonna be Trey Lance or Justin Fields between the Broncos and Panthers pick. I won't be mad if we take something else, like the build up the team if they're confident about Drew Locke or you know, confident about still training for Deshaun Watson. But I'm pretty sure most I hear a lot there a lot of teammates saying they're confident Drew Locke that he's gonna have a good year, but. We don't know yet. I feel like if we can do this, if we can sign a backup quarterback to motivate him, to push him, push him a little bit. Yeah, I, I won't. Be, I won't be mad if we get. Uh, what's the kid? Oh, what's the kid's name? Nick Foles. That won't be a that that won't be a bad idea. But Nick Foles at this point though is like, whoever he becomes backup quarterback for, that quarterback has to be looking over his shoulder all the time. I mean, that can be a good thing, but some people can crack. Yeah, but there's other names like oh, – sorry. There's other names like – I heard people say we should trade for a Tay Bridgewater to have as our backup. Or I've got the other names, but there's a lot There's a lot of others that I like. I'm like, man, these are actually good, solid players that we can take as our backup to motivate – uh, Drew Locke. So, sorry, yeah. speaking of signing a veteran backup, let's just get, let's just get this in real quick. Joe Flacco to the Eagles. We were just talking last week about should the Eagles sign a veteran backup to challenge Jalen Hurts. 
I think this is the perfect level of challenge for Jalen Hurts. I want someone that is respectable, but Jalen Hurts will probably most definitely end up beating in the end. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he started on a lot of good NFL teams. So, and he, he started just last year. So it's, that's a little, you know, that is some competition. I wouldn't mind if we had him, but you know, he's with the Washington football team now. Um, but Joe Flacco has the experience. He has a lot of things that he can teach Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts should easily beat him. If Jalen Hurts doesn't beat Joe Flacco, then he doesn't deserve to be the quarterback of this football team. But I, I'm glad we're not just handing the job to Jalen Hurts. Like, here you go. You know, your backup's Nate Sudfeld. You got 100% job security. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like the sign a lot because, like, a lot of people say, oh, we should get um, – uh, oh, my gosh. Maybe his name. Fitzpatrick. I'm about to say Mika Fitzpatrick, but Fitzpatrick. People say we should get Fitzpatrick, but I, I feel like he's a little bit – like Nick Foles a little too intimidating for younger players. Like, mm-hmm. like if Jalen Hurts had one bad game, Eagles fans would be like, oh, start him, start him. But, like, I don't really see Eagles fans yelling out, start Joe Flacco, like, yeah, there's, they're not going to be calling for his job like that. That was the thing with Carson last year. As soon as we drafted a quarterback in the second round, like the calls for Carson's job started early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Which not I saw a sign of that, like Bengals versus Eagles game where they lost – well, not, not lost, they tied in overtime. Like that's yeah. when I start hearing the calls for Joe and Hurd, so. Yeah. And it's kept so. getting louder and louder and louder, so. Yeah, but next thing, let's keep on rolling through. You know, the Buccaneers are reloading their team. The franchise tag, Chris Godwin, signed Rockenkowski, signed Leonard Fournette, signed uh, the whole entire defense back. Right. They're reloading. The only person they didn't sign yet is was Antonio Brown, but there's rumors that about him might link up with the Seahawks. Like, Russell Wilson was trying to get with Tony Brown before and link up with him, but we'll talk about that more later. But do you think what team NFC yeah, NFC NFC can beat the Bucs? Um, well, first let me say there are some teams in the NFL that I believe are playing with the cap salary off. And the Buccaneers are one of them. I would have never thought that they could have gotten all of these great players back, but somehow they did it. And what team in the NFC can beat them? Let me think of all the NFC divisions. Well, I, I just think they're, they're certainly, they've certainly got to be the favorite. Uh, you know, I would say like Packers, but Packers do the same thing every year. Championship game and done. Uh, Saints, with, Saints with Jameis is an interesting thing. Because I really do believe in Jameis. I think he has the has the arm talent with better decision making after a year under Drew Brees now, and that's in division. So we'll have to see how they play. Uh, nobody out of the NFC East is going to do it. NFC West, Cardinals just still seem a little bit away. Seahawks, obviously, there's some turmoil in the franchise there with their offensive line. 49ers don't even know who they're going to have a quarterback, and uh, last team out of that division. 
Rams. Rams. Rams, okay, they're looking to make a championship push. They traded for Stafford and everything. So if you made me pick one, I'm going to say the Rams. Yeah, you stole my whole entire thing. The Rams are going to be my team. Okay, the Rams has, like, the top – like, uh, I think the best defense in the league right now with Aaron Donald and oh, the yeah. D-line. You got Jalen Ramsey in that defense, defensive back core. Like, it's elite-like. Just having Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on the same team just changed the whole entire game situation. Uh, and then they have a good, a good young running back in Cam Akers. That's gonna be that's gonna be great for them a lot because you know how he was playing the playoffs last year. He did good. Uh, and then yeah, Cooper Cup and my gosh, Robert Woods. Uh, that, that's nice. And then. Getting the tight end Tyler Higby, he's good too. Mm-hmm. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, and also, we got Matthew Stafford, really got last year. And Matthew Stafford, even though he haven't had a playoff win, I'm pretty confident that he can because if he can always, if like the way that he played in Detroit, like if he can win, like not win games, but put up the stats that he did in Detroit, where not as well, well. That has no, nothing weapons because he had King Galloway and Megatron, but I can't really say well, the reason why he didn't really win that much. Maybe because like the team didn't really build around him, but and I'm pretty sure he didn't. It's know. just Detroit. It's just Detroit. That's just not a winning football team. It's one of the few teams that been have never been to a Super Bowl. Detroit been league since 1933, and they haven't been to Super Bowl ever. So. Something about that franchise as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Matthew Stafford, I've always said some of the throws that he makes, if Mahomes did it, it would be on SportsCenter 24-7. And uh, I'm interested to see him get a shot here. He's been a trooper. He's played through injuries. He's mentally and physically tough. So I think he'll fit well with this team. Yeah, yeah. So that's – that's the reason why the Rams' this defense and actually improve on their offense, like, a tad bit, but, like, uh, oh, sorry. Gosh, sorry. Oh. What time you go to bed last night, Manny? Like, three o'clock. Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. But... Uh, the, but them getting but one problem I have with the Rams, what they did last year, trading away Brandon Cooks for no reason, even though he's still a solid, a good wide receiver, he's still in a solid age range over there too. So, but probably had something to deal with the cap or something like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know it's funny. A former Rams player who's currently still sitting in free agency. Three years ago, he was Offensive Player of the Year. Now he's struggling to get on the team right now. Todd Gurley. You think any team will try to reach out to him? You see, I don't know. He fell off pretty hard. I mean, like he's he's basically he basically has arthritis or something. I don't even know. But um, he's a as far as I know. I mean, obviously, I don't know. But everything you hear, he seems like a good guy. So I'd like to see him get a shot. But uh, is he ever going to be that same Todd Gurley? Like. Todd Gurley back in his heyday, he was a beast. But um, I don't know if he'll ever be the same. Yeah, yeah. 
hate to see when players fall off. Like it seemed like he fell off. That's this thing about running backs, you know. Mm-hmm. That's that's why people are very cautious about giving them the second contract because they do have like a certain shelf life, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like reason why, the, like for example, Barry Sanders. He retired right before, like he retired like when he was like thirty years old. Like, well, I think he still had gas left in the tank. I think. Yeah, he yeah. Kind of, I'm saying like he retired early. Yeah, I think he just kind of like fell out of love with the game. Mm-hmm. But guys who get like beat up and like can't like Todd Gurley is having a hard time physically keeping up with football. Mm-hmm. That's his problem. That's the thing. You sign these running backs to like a big second contract. Are they still they still going to be productive? Mm-hmm. It's probably the one of the most injury prone positions because they just have to run right through those gaps and mm-hmm. you know. Constantly getting hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. So like that's why I was like a little worried. That's why I was a little worried with the Aaron Jones signing and the Ezekiel Elliott signing. Yeah, Aaron Jones they got like for a fair deal. Ezekiel Elliott is they're regretting it already. He was bad last year. The thing that they should have known about Zeke Elliott is they should have seen some of the things that he's done, some of the off the field issues that he's had, and just the way he behaves sometimes. And also a work ethic problem. Like he seems to have gained a little weight. He seems to not be trying so hard in the off seasons. So, and it seems to be like a little bit more about him than the team or his brand than the team. So. Yeah. 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 I definitely agree with that. But the thing about Aaron Jones is like Aaron Jones seems to be like a straight arrow, like super nice guy. So he doesn't, he's not like, Zeke is this brand who he cares about and he hasn't had the off the field issues that Zeke's had with like, I'm not even going to talk about what Zeke's done, but we all know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But Adoree Jackson signed with the, uh, the Giants. Sorry. I almost forgot the team name. The Adoree Jackson signed with the Giants. Do you like the signing or not? Well, I like Adoree Jackson, but you know, it's the, the paying a good player like kind of great money. Like they did pay a, a hefty fee for him. I don't know the exact number right now, but they did pay a hefty fee for him. To be fair, they did need corners. Uh, but I'd say in general, the Giants had a good off season. Good off season. Yeah, I like the Giants off season a lot. It definitely improved a lot places like. Um, stat improved their defense. The contract was three years and thirty nine million for Dory Jackson. So approve approve a lot. They got King Galloway. I feel like they didn't have to pay him as much as, as they did, but you still got King Galloway and that receiving core looks nice. The only problem is, is with the O line, the O line is going to be good. And like, they could definitely draft some O line this year, yeah, especially yeah. now that they got that corner out of the way. Mm-hmm. I think they're at 11. They'll probably end up drafting an O-line. Mm-hmm. What did they draft last year? Did they draft O-line last year? Uh, Yeah, but remember they took – what was that kid's name? Took him oh, – like, he wasn't – was kind of a reach. Yeah, he was a reach. A big reach. He did. Uh, Everybody thought they was going to take Tristan Wirfs or uh, – I forgot. Uh, Tristan Wirfs was a beast. Tristan, I mean, Super Bowl champions first year, so mm-hmm. – Christian Worth and the guys and the guy on the Browns too, because those were supposed to be the top two linemen going out. 
Yeah, I forget the dude's name, but I feel like he has this really basic name. It's like first, it's like two first names, I feel like. I feel like his name is like Will Thomas or something. We can look it up real quick. Um, yeah, you can look it up. I'm still talking, but. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, but he wasn't like the guy the Giants took. He wasn't supposed to take him that early, but at least he was. At least he wasn't a bust like that Titans lineman. They t- like the Titans, the lineman that the Titans took, who only lasted like a year in the league. So, and he's even out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his name was Andrew Thomas. And offensive. Andrew Thomas. That's the guy the Giants took. Yeah, I'm getting the, the Browns. The, the who the Browns and Bucks took because I know both of them are. Way much better. I know Tristan Worf is one of them, but yeah, Bucks took Tristan Worf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can look that the the Browns lineman up real quick for me, but Andrew Thomas wasn't really the best selection. They reached a lot because you can see I was watching the draft and you can see how everybody was just shocked about them taking Andrew Thomas over Tristan Worf and other guy. So. But then, but I feel like they definitely need to take a lineman this year. That would help a lot. And then also another problem is Daniel Jones. Is he going to be good? You, you have a lot of people having so much confidence in him, saying that he had a better season. You know what I'm looking at? I thought he has the same same season as Drew Locke and played the same amount of game as Drew Locke. So. Yeah, well, let's see. I mean, people think, oh, Drew Locke has weapons now. He's automatically going to be so good. But, like, uh, not Drew Lock, uh, Daniel Jones, and but some of the decision making is just, you know, not there. If you see some of his interceptions, you're like, why would you throw that ball? Uh, so we'll have to see. Yeah. But to be fair to him, due to that bad offensive line, he's under pressure a lot. Has to release the ball a little bit quicker, making bad decisions. Yeah. The guy, for, the offensive lineman from the Browns, was Jedrick Wills Jr. Dedrick Wills, thank you. Those were, like, the best two from the draft class that I'm thinking of right now. I'm pretty sure there's a third one, but the, but the offensive line draft class last year was. Good. It's a good offensive line draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but our news, Kareem Jackson is running back with Denver Broncos and making the defense look more and more scary. Guess your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I like that. But what I was listening to it, Still said it, what I heard yesterday was the Broncos still could use maybe another corner because your secondary, if I'm not mistaken, was not too good last year. Yeah, yeah, but getting getting Cal Fuller and Bryce Callahan, we got rid of AJ Boye, and also we got Ronald Darby and a rookie from a rookie who did amazing in place of AJ Boye, Michael. I can't pronounce his last name because it's kind of hard. <laughs> If you know, if you're a Broncos fan or you know who I'm talking about, you would know who I'm, you know, who I'm talking about here. But okay, well, that's just what I was hearing that you guys might be looking for one more. But anyway, it was Mickey. That's the third left uh, off the tackle from last year. I forgot what team he go, went to. Oh, Makai Becton. Mm-hmm. He went to the Jets, didn't he? Yeah. Okay, that was the third good one too. Yeah. Um. For the Broncos. Mm-hmm. It's good to get help in the in the secondary because um, look at the division that you're in: Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. Those guys are all going to want to throw the ball a lot at you. So definitely important to have secondary in that division. Yeah, def- definitely agree with that. If we can just 
I just feel like if we can just build up our defense, our de- we can have the same, not championship run, but playoff run that we had in the past with our orange crush defense. We just, mm-hmm. If Drew Locke can just be a capable quarterback for us, like I'm not asking to be – I'm not asking to be Patrick Mahomes right now. I'm just asking for like at least something like Kirk Cousins right now. So that's all I'm asking for for him. So yeah, true. It's a really good roster that you guys have. So, but Ty Hilton re-signing back with the Colts. You know, you think you're fucking this one? He's an old head, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, that'll be good for Carson Wentz. Another good wide receiver. So. Yeah, another receiver that decided not to sign with Lamar Jackson. Uh, but as a receiver that decided to sign with Lamar Jackson, Sammy Watkins. Your thoughts on this one? Man, Sammy Watkins, he's he's bounced around a little bit in his day. Uh had a had a successful time with the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of that's probably the kind of wide receiver talent that they're gonna be stuck signing. I mean He's not a number one, that's for sure. He's going to be a number two to Marquise Brown, probably. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a Ravens fan, this is probably still not the wide receiver that signing that you were hoping for. You were hoping to get one of the big guys. You didn't think you were going to come away with Sammy Watkins at the end of the day. Yeah. I think the, I think, I think the moment that hurt, like, that, I know that the, that the Ravens weren't going to get a wide receiver when Allen Robinson got a franchise tag because, like, I think that was the only one that was betting on and didn't really talk think about anybody else. But when he got franchise tag like that, they're like, "Oh man!" They started going in panic mode, trying to get everyone else contracts, but no one else wanted to go. I know, uh, I know that people are spreading lies about how Juju and how Juju and uh, T. Y. Hilton. They spent they, – they, they just didn't want to play with Lamar Jackson. But thing is, Juju didn't want to play with Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Lamar Jackson because they, they all pay him more than what the Steelers are paying right now. So, get that out of the way. And T.Y. Hilton, uh, the closest paid the Ravens more just to stay with the team. So, this Yeah, could- and, and Juju signed the one-year deal with the Steelers, right? could have been playing with Pastor Holmes and win a Super Bowl or play with Aaron Rodgers. Or Aaron Rodgers. That would have been dope. But I think he really does like Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And once he heard Big Ben is in for, like, another year, he wanted to run it back because they're very upset with how their season ended last year. Uh, so he, he has some loyalty to that franchise, even though other teams are going to pay him more money for longer. And he still has flexibility if, if it's – a one-year deal, like I'm pretty sure it is with the Steelers, right? Yeah. Once Big Ben is out, he can leave as well because once Big Ben is out, the Steelers have a lot of question marks. Um, even they have a lot of question marks with Big Ben because he's kind of past his prime by a lot. Uh, but this is kind of interesting. I'm just going to mention this now. Did you see the Chase Claypool video? Oh, I forgot to add this. Him getting the bar fight. Fine. We're, we're, we're talking about it right now. I mean, mm-hmm. what was that about? I don't have any context to the video, but these, I just saw him kick the dude on the ground. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure, like, a dude punched a girl. One dude got mad about it and started going to the fight, and then Chase Claypool also got between it. So, 
It's kind of weird because, like, you see everybody's, like, around, like, 5'10", stuff, try to fight each other. Then you see a big dude, like, Chase Claypool, who's, like, 6'3", gets in the way, try to, you know, swing a little bit. I'm like, yo, Chase, you got to stop doing that before you, like, you know, you get suspended. I think – I'm pretty sure it wasn't, really serious. No one got arrested or anything. Is this, like, a typical bar fight? Yeah. I don't see anything from the league getting mad at it right now, so. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what look good for Chase – People, you know, the coach is going to talk. The coaches are going to talk to him about that. So, and like this bar fight, this the video came out like a couple of days ago, but the bar fight happened like weeks ago. So, oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But Javon Clowney is meeting up with the Cleveland Browns. You think the if the Cleveland Browns can get Javon Clowney, you think this will help their defense up a lot? Yeah, it's certainly um, going to help their defense. I mean, they were looking at J.J. Watt as well. They were in the hunt for J.J. Watt too. So they can have like Jadavion Clowney on the edge alongside Miles Gator or something just to get more pressure on other teams' uh, quarterbacks. But um, Cleveland, Cleveland is uh, in a tough division, mm-hmm. which you have to keep reloading to keep, stay in it every year, you know. If you're not improving, everybody else is improving. So, it, it, net, you're actually getting worse. So, um, definitely a signing that they can consider. Yeah. yeah. For the right amount of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree because I feel like they miss on uh, a chance of getting a lot of these defensive players. Like, mm-hmm. they what? You also can say they missed up getting Kyle Fuller and Dory Jackson to improve their corners because that was a big problem for them. Last year, the only person they had was Denzel Ward. And that- I like Denzel Ward. Mm-hmm. That's a Buckeye right there. Oh, my God. Yeah, but Den- only having Denzel Ward out there didn't really help the team out a lot in the playoffs because, you know, guarding, Pat- guarding Patrick Mahomes and eventually guarding a Patrick List Mahomes Chiefs team still couldn't play def- great defense though for that game because we could have been seeing Bills versus Bucks in the Super Bowl, but thanks to the Browns, they sold. <laughs> but, uh, I don't, uh, yeah, whatever. But I feel like them missing up on these defensive players, like even you can say Ronald Darby too, but missing up on – and who else? Like another defensive player. Yeah, the defensive players, all defensive players who went to the Patriots too. They missed up on a lot of them, but getting Javon Klein would be a whole – would be a good improvement. Probably not – even though he's not in his prime like years past when he was on the mm-hmm. team and stuff, but maybe if he can get the same level of production like when he was on the Seahawks two years two years ago, that'd be great for them. But and then the Bears, Chicago Bears. We never know about the Andy Dalton signing, but you know, it never makes it even better. No, I saw this on TikTok too, not just Twitter. On Twitter and TikTok. Well, on Twitter, they tweeted out QB1 with a face of Andy Dalton. And on Twitter, on, on TikTok, they posted a video of Andy Dalton signing a contract. Yo, we just got QB1. Well, that's interesting because when they signed him, their Super Bowl odds actually went down. Um, to be fair to Andy Dalton, he's got experience and – he did start a big portion of last year for the Dallas Cowboys, so it's not like he has – he's in somewhat uh, of form or shape. 
Um, but it's definitely not the QB one the Bears fans were hoping for. They were hoping for Wilson. They were hoping for Watson. They end up with Dalton. And it looks like another eight and nine or nine and eight season now with the 17-game schedule. So mm-hmm. looks like they're just going to be middle of the pack. They're tremendous defense, wasting another year with an offense that can barely move the ball. Yeah. Yeah, if I was on the defense, like, you already saw Kyle Ford left the coop like that. I was just trying, like, yo, I want to get out of here. Like, especially for a player like Khalil Mack, I was like, yo, I, I, I want to go. Like, put me on a contender or something like that. Or yeah. at least we saw offense, too. Like, you know. Because another time they just fumbled a bag, too. It's just. And their defense was so good last year. They always kept them in games. They kept it close. Like, yeah, I always felt like, you know, the the Bears have somewhat of a chance because their defense will keep them keep the score down. You know, their defense is going to allow around maybe 21 points, a, like 16 to like 21 points a game. And that makes a lot of games winnable for you. But that offense was just so – anemic like they could not move the ball with either quarterback I mean they had flashes with maybe Nick Foles but mm-hmm. one even towards the end of the season with him it was the same problem like only time like they actually had a chance was 2018 when they lost to the Eagles in the mm-hmm. first round the double doink yeah that was like their only chance because that team was looking great for them right then no one really had a problem with Mitch Trubisky Everybody liked him at the time, but now he will always be a pro bowler. Yeah, he was a pro bowler. Yeah, people weren't really making the jokes like they do now, like, oh, you could have had Watson, you could have had Mahomes. You know, they were feeling pretty good about themselves with Trubisky at that point. Mm -hmm. But he will always be known that the Bears traded up for him. And take and draft him with the second pick over Patrick Mahomes and Sean Watson. And I'm pr- I know that Deshaun Watson was like the pro- was supposed to be like the number one guy, number one QB in the draft class. I was surprised that he was the third QB taken right there. But coming out of that national championship game too. So is he a national championship champion too? Yeah, he yeah he won one. Yeah okay yeah and Clemson. That's, I remember. Yeah so. And Dabo Sweeney said at that draft, he said, passing up on Deshaun Watson is like passing up on Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know. And Deshaun Watson has that kind of talent, but, I mean, let's see what happens now. Yeah, but let's get on to the NBA. Okay, I, guys, I want you to grade these trades right here. I'm, I'm going to pull them up real quick, but these – NBA trade deadline was this past Thursday. A lot, a lot happened. You know, it wasn't as exciting as years past, but we still got some interesting trades going on. So with the first trade, the first trade that came on was this midnight. It was like, not midnight, like 12.01 of, on that Thursday. Hey, I'm sorry. Okay. DeLon Wright got traded to the Sacramento Kings for Corey Joseph and two second-round picks. Well, this is just like a trade for the sake of making a trade. I mean, it's fine for both teams. Okay. But, you know. I'll give it – let's just say – wait, 
Say it one more time. Uh, the long ride got traded to the Sacramento Kings for Corey Joseph and two second round picks. Yeah, this is just. I'll give it a. I'll give it a B because I mean you're kind of just moving parts around. Second round picks in the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Might as well not have them. Those guys are going to play in the G League, so. Hey, Nikali Okic guys drafted with the second pick. And speaking, yeah, of- yeah. There's the there's the few exceptions, but yeah, but Javale McGee going to the Nuggets for Isaiah Hartenstein and two second sec and two second round picks. I feel like this trade helps out the bench uh the bench a lot because like they lost Mason Plumlee last year. So yeah, I'm gonna say this is a this is like. And a minus move for the Nuggets because you know we the Javale McGee always had the jokes about Javale McGee and stuff, uh, you know, shacked in a fool and everything. But really, he's a really serviceable backup, a champion on two different teams now. He's 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 a good backup, rim protection, good size, good, so. Yeah, I think he's. I think Javale McGee has outgrown the jokes now as a two-time NBA champion. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. No more tragic Bronson alert for him. So, <laughs> Nikola Vucevic, the big trade, Nikola Vucevic and Alfred Am- Alfred Amino to the Chicago Bulls for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two first-round picks. Your thoughts on this trade for East teams? Um, well, I'm going to say the Bulls won this trade. Um, but the thing is the Bulls are 19 and 24 and the magic are even worse. So, you know, on trade deadline, I'm hoping to see trades that are like this contender just added one more piece and they're looking solid for a championship run. But this was just two teams the Bulls are barely in the playoff pictures. The Magic are about, I mean, the losing market. dead bottom. Hey. So this trade really, I don't even know what to think about it. Yeah, yeah. I I like this tr- trade for the Magic because, like, they add, they still get a young big man who who's good, too. Wendell Carter Jr., he's not, he's not a bum, okay? Getting Wendell Carter Jr., but one person I feel bad like, oh, trading away Nikola Vucevic, you actually can get um, Mo Bamba can get some starting minutes. But now you get Wendell Carter Jr., who's a better big man than you, same age, two from the same draft class. And you get two future first-round picks, which I'm pretty sure they're top five protected. So, still, you get two future first-round picks. If you can be like the Magic – not Magic, be like the Thunder and stack up draft picks, you can build yourself a team again. And all point Jr., he will be good if he was on a he was on a contending team, but he's like no, he won't really help the Magic future because he already had Jonathan Isaac in that position. So, see, well, I like the trade for the Bulls because they have Zach Levine. That's like their number one, right? But now they have another All Star, two time All Star, uh, Nikola Vucevic uh, on their team and a real big man. So that could be like a one two punch there, kind of. Really, it's been Zach Levine on his own, but yeah. And I, I heard a lot of news talking about him getting Lonzo Ball, but they didn't get Lonzo Ball. It seemed like Lonzo Ball is going to stay. He said that he's going to stay as a Pelican and try to re-sign with the team. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but honestly, I, them getting Lonzo Ball, like not getting Lonzo Ball, I, I wasn't really mad because I like Kobe White on the team too. Kobe White's the soft player. And the, and the best thing about this Vucevic trade, they didn't get rid of Laurie Markin too, so. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Having Laurie Markin on court. Like, the only person they gave up was Odd Point Jr., who was their small forward. But they remember, they drafted Patrick Williams with the fourth pick, even though everybody didn't really like that selection, too. But uh, taking Patrick Williams, even though they could have Isaiah Okoro, uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. we're talk about that. But I just – I don't know why, in my feeling, right now, the Bull won this trade, but later on in the future, the Magic, the Magic is eventually going to love this trade eventually because they haven't been the same since – I'm not going because like I'm a huge Marco Fultz. I'm not saying this because I'm a huge Marco Fultz fan, but they have been the same since Marco Fultz got injured. That's Cause, true. Because mm-hmm. they were like they were looking good. Didn't they start like they start like four and zero or something? Yeah, they started four and zero, and then Torrens ACL, Torrens ACL, out for the whole entire year. I just felt like Marco Fultz was that playmaker that the Magic won on their team, but as soon as he got injured, it all went downhill because. And like the, the team drafted well too. They drafted uh, what's his name? Uh, is Greg Anthony? Cole, Cole Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, drafted Cole Anthony. He was a solid point guard, or you can put him at a shooting guard too. He can come off the bench for them. He's a solid scorer too. If they can, and after getting rid of the Evan Fournier, we will talk about that later. But like, if they can draft a solid two guard to pair with Marco Fultz too, like another shot creator. That'd be nice. And then maybe someone to replace Aaron Gordon. Or if they're going to put all – or they're going to keep all the Jr. They can put Jonathan Isaac as the power forward. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Mo Bamba and him. Like, Jonathan Isaac even back yet? No, he's still he's still injured. Yeah. Why would Jonathan Isaac? He's good, but he's always injured. Yeah, they got a lot of good pieces, though. Mm-hmm. I like that. So that's why I feel like the Magic won this trade. In the future, but right now the Bulls are winning this trade. The Bull, uh, the Bulls don't make the playoffs. He lost the trade, so yeah. Remember, is thirty years old. This is probably a time for me to say this. Like, this is why I hate the NBA. Like, regular season. Like, look at the standings. The Bulls are nineteen and twenty-four, yet they are on the fringe of the playoff picture. Teams with losing records are going to get into the playoffs. Yeah. This is not how it should be. We should have less teams in the playoffs. Nobody cares about a first round. Nobody wants to watch the one versus the eight or the two versus the seven. Um, yeah, and remember the new rules that the nine and ten seed can compete for a first round, compete for the eighth seed, right? Yeah. Is this like a permanent thing that we're going to do going forward? I won't be mad because, like, the only reason why they did it is because, like, years passed from the Western Conference – when you had teams like the Denver Nuggets with the ninth seed, and uh, like the Denver Nuggets were a ninth seed having a better record than the fifth seeded uh, Wizards, so that's why people. Yeah, are- but still, those teams don't win. If I were the NBA, I'd. I mean, they're obviously not going to do this because it's it money talks, and more playoff games means more money. But let's say top five from each conference make it, and there's a wild card game between four and five, or like a three-game series. That would be so much more competitive because even fifth in the Eastern Conference is about 500. You know, I don't like to see below-average teams making the playoffs. 
That's why I can't watch regular season basketball because it doesn't matter. The Lakers can have a period where they're missing LeBron James, where they're missing Anthony Davis, and they're still going to make the playoffs, and they're still going to beat everyone no matter what seed they are. Yeah, you saw that in League Pass, like when, when LeBron was on Cleveland. LeBron will come in as like a four seed, yeah. and he's still going to whoop you because the only home court advantage, if you're the one seed, the only home court advantage is you get one more home playoff game. Yeah, and with, seven game bad this year when Kelly's going on, so right, you can have your little state, your your standees, cutout standees, or your five thousand fans there, or your videos going around, but it's not the same feeling as before. So, but let's get on, let's continue, let's go forward, okay? Mm-hmm. Boston Sorry, Celtics, little rant. Boston Celtics trade Jeff Teagan two second round picks. I don't know why all. I don't know why everybody's, you know, money-hungry for all these second-round picks, but maybe the Shaft is looking good for second-rounders. But Evan Fournier is now a Boston Celtics. And, you know, the best thing is, okay, when he tweeted out. Oh, no. Yeah, don't look up. But he said, if you guys don't know who I am, just look up Fournier on Google and go to images. Don't go on images. That's what I'm telling you guys right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little troll from him there. See, um, this is this is a fine move. I mean, a little bit more depth. I'm gonna say it's a B for the Celtics. I mean, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't it doesn't help too much. Fournier is a solid player. The thing that I'm saying right now is, the Celtics are gonna be a dangerous seven or eight seed, or like wherever they end up, because they'll probably have a better second half of the season. I anticipate because they do have a good team. But they're imagine like. The Sixers, because even though they've been on a tear without uh, Joel Embiid, let's say they fall down to the two and the Celtics stay at the seven where they are right now. Mm-hmm. If I'm a Sixers fan, I'm scared of that matchup. Yeah, I'm scared the of that. It's always owned the Sixers in past matchups, so. Yeah, so. And they do add, like, a player like Andre Jungle, which we will talk about later because he's, he's a free agent right now, but we can talk about that later. Wow, that'd be a great move for them because, you know, I don't think you're going to win a championship starting Daniel Theis at center. He's not on the team anymore. You trade him away. Really? Mm-hmm. I forgot what trade it was, but it was like one of these smaller trades. I didn't well, who's their big man now? Uh, Tristan Thomas. Oh, 6'9", six, 6'10", six, six, big man. Okay. No, but like a guy like Andre Drummond who can grab like 15 boards a game legitimately. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that'd be a great addition to them. That's going to help out the team a lot, but Ron, Ron, John Rondo got traded for Lou Williams. Your thoughts on this trade? Because I, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I think this is an L for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, Lou Williams was said himself, he was kind of shocked by, you know, how they just let him go. He's been a staple in that franchise for quite a while now. Uh, I feel like he, him, Montrose Harrell, and uh, yeah, Montrose Harrell, and Patrick Bev was the reason why Kawhi and Paul George wanted to come to Clippers because that bench was so elite and scrappy and played defense, and they had like this ment- they had like this uh, identity of being scrappy and playing defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily Lou Williams, but the, but the other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, the good thing is Lou Williams gets to go to Magic City whenever he wants now. 
which is nice. Yeah. Honestly, I can see Lou Williams retire at the end of the season. He already talked about retiring, but he still say he has a lot of gas in the tank. But I won't. I won't be mad if he retired because, like, after what happened, like, because he was talking about years past how he never had like a home. He thought the L.A. Clippers was his home after getting traded from, from being on the Lakers, getting traded to the Rockets, getting traded to the Clippers, like for like the past two for for two years. So yeah, now he found a home there when he signed that three year contract with them. But hey, it's a business. Mm-hmm. You always, you always, we always learn that. But him being a vet, so it won't hurt Matt that much. But right now, because he already knows that league is a business. So, but next thing, uh, Aaron Gordon getting traded to the. I, I'm trying to full the full, full trade. Uh, yeah, look that up because this this is a little this is a big one. Okay, Magic Aaron really had, the Magic really had a fire sale. Mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon traded to the Nuggets for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first round pick. You're talking this one, man. Magic got a good haul back for that one. To be fair, mm-hmm. um, I don't know who won this one. I mean, they're the teams are looking for different things. Obviously, they're in. They're on completely different ends of the spectrum. The Nuggets are looking to go all in in the championship this year. The um, the Magic are looking for pieces to rebuild. Uh, the one thing that concerns me is that they just lost some three-point shooting in that deal from Gary Harris. They lost some three-point shooting. Yeah, uh, Gary Harris has been selling them like a lot. He hasn't been good like three – when he was like three years ago, so didn't I feel like they didn't really lose that much from training with Gary Harris, in my opinion. But um, and their first rounder is gonna be late first round, so that's not that big of a deal either. Because uh, you do see a lot of busts late first round, so I like them getting uh, RJ Hampton. <laughs> oh my God, sorry. He's a salt. He's a salt. later in the afternoons. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a good backup point guard for Marco Fultz, or maybe put him in the shooting guard position too. We don't know. Uh, but I like get them getting RJ Hampton. That's the only re- reason why I like this trade a little bit. But like after that, like the first round picks the late first round, so it's good. But rest is trade. Like I didn't feel like they didn't get better. I didn't, it didn't feel like they didn't get better offers. I feel like they could get better offers from different teams, too. So, I thought I got a feeling if they trade with the Celtics, they probably got better offers because, like, Celtics have more valuable draft picks, too. I'm pretty sure they still have, like, some ownership on, like, the Kings draft picks or the Grizzlies. So, yeah, but also they could have got, like, the young players they did draft in this past draft. But, well, it's a good pickup for the Nuggets. But well, this might be an interesting time to mention this. Um, let me find something real quick. I do believe that Nikola Jokic has jumped both LeBron and Joel Embiid in in MVP odds by like the odds makers in Vegas. I think he has jumped them now. He obviously has tremendous stats. He's 
I don't know if he's missed a lot of games, but I, you know, as far as I know, he's been playing through a lot of the schedule with amazing stats. He's going to have more games played than these guys. And when you think about most valuable, look at the Sixers and Joel Embiid's absence. Early in the season. That's going to hurt him. That's going to hurt him a lot. Yeah, that's going to hurt his um, MVP candidacy. Uh, early in the season when he would sit out a game, it was like almost written off as a loss. Because right now, they're on a heater without him. Yeah, because you – that honestly, that – like that like mindset thing like that, like is the team good without him? Like that's the reason why players like Russell Westbrook won MVP. Because like, oh, take him off the thunder. They're going to be – they're going to be competing for this number one pick. So okay, I've pulled it up now. Mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic is at minus one twenty-five for MVP. Closest after him is Joel Embiid at plus six hundred. Ooh, so that's quite a that's quite a jump there. Yeah, yeah. Are you allowed to say that, James Harden? No, no, no. I can't imagine voting for James Harden after the way he forced his way out of. Uh, yeah. Houston at the beginning of the season, throwing a little temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he gained weight and then lose weight in like in five in two days. He was wearing a fat suit or something. I don't even know what he was doing. Yeah, but let's talk about the the three team trade right here. Okay, I like this trade because you know it helps my thunder out a lot. So Philadelphia gets George Hill, saw a backup point guard for them. I like it. Didn't get Cal Lowry that like they wanted, but they got this George is the Hill. thing though with the Sixers, man, they are. They're first in the Eastern Conference. This could be your year. Oh, who are we going to get? Are we going to get Kyle Lowry? Are we going to get, uh, you know, some sort of help here? Like a lot of these other guys that went around? Like, I don't know. Let's just say Aaron Gordon or something. I don't know. We need a little bit more shooting. We're, we weren't really looking for Aaron Gordon, but that's just the name that I'm thinking of that moved. But they're never willing to go all in and make a big deal for someone that would actually help their team. They always make these small little tiny deals that we're content with. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. The teams that are getting rewarded in all sports are the teams that go all in, like the Lakers, like the Bucks. They had their star, they got their star, and then they put everything in around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Because like like last time when the Sixers actually did that, they had literally one game away from making to the – Eastern Conference Finals with Jimmy Butler. Right. They got Jimmy Butler for a half a season loan. Yeah, you gave up a lot to get him for just half a season. But Bobby that really gave that much, too. They only gave up Robert Covington and Dario Sarge. Dario Sarge, I'm pretty sure he's not playing the league right now, and Robert Covington's on the Trailblazer. So they only gave up too much to the Timberwolves. Did they give up any picks as well, or do we – I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure they gave up uh, the Miami Heat pick, but that pick became, like, a late first rounder because that was the year when they made the playoffs. So, yeah. Okay, but I'm just saying, these are the trades. This is like the type of trade that you have to make at the midseason point when you're going to make an all in push to be a contender. If you're on the fringe, like the Sixers. Yeah. Yeah, which I definitely agree too. Like, look at the Nets. They got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in free agency. Then they said, we are going to make an all in push. For the championship. It's championship or bust. They have no future. The Nets have no future. Once Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden are done, the Nets are going to stink for a long time. But at least they might have one championship banner 
Well, the Sixers, they might stay good for a while, but have never been great. And they won't have a championship banner. And the championship banner lasts forever. Yeah, which I definitely agree on. Which I definitely agree on getting James Harden because they have no bench right now. And they trade all their draft picks away. They all, they're all committed. You see in past years when they like, oh, we want, the Rockies want to win now. They get Chris Paul. They get Russell Westbrook. Same thing with the Thunder. They wanted to win now with Russell Westbrook. So they got Carmelo Anthony. They got Paul George. Carmelo wasn't working. They trade him away for Dennis Schroeder. The team looked better. But that's what teams do. They make a good – they try to do a big trade. That's why I see teams like, for example, the Portland Trailblazers. They don't really move anywhere because they don't really make a big trade for those players. They always sign the players that they want, but they're not really true players, like like those superstar players like they want. So that's yeah, these teams might be one guy away. These teams might be one guy away from like truly unlocking their potential. But yeah, Sixers are scared for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, but it's a big deal. Best part about this George Hill trade that we got Tony Bradley. Okay, I'm feeling confident about Tony Bradley. The way that he's been playing for the Sixers since Joel got out, like good young bigman for us. So that's not a bad pickup for us. And also we get our second round picks too. Two second round picks. So that's like our fourth trade today with two second rounders. Yeah, man, these second rounders are flying around. Um, these second rounders are going to be like our Madden draft where like five teams have the whole round or something. Yeah, but the best part of this, okay? So, the Thunder currently have 17 first-round picks and 17 second-round picks for the next five years. Man, I'm – like, the thing about having that many picks is, like, you can't even have that many guys on your squad, right? Mm-hmm. So, you're going to have to – so, guys are going to have, like, a short time to prove themselves before the next group of draft picks come in. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm wondering, like, because it could be, like, it could be, like, the Boston Celtics where they have – too much talent on their team. Like you saw. And I mean, okay. So maybe like the first two or three years, you use those draft picks to sign players. But then if you get solid players and you feel like you have a solid team, then you can use those draft picks as like to get in on a blockbuster trade. And also, like, bro, by 2023, we're going to get LeBron James, too, so. Ha, 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 ha. Only if you draft Bronny. Mm-hmm. We draft Bronny, LeBron's on the team. We're winning a championship, right? That would be so strange to see LeBron in Oklahoma. Like, he's, like, okay, he's been to Cleveland, but Cleveland is where he's from. But besides that, Miami and L.A., and now he's spending his Friday nights in Oklahoma City, Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, sir. Not, not like, really the same. Like, not really the same. If you pull up in Oklahoma, we will treat you right. We give you the best place. We give you the best food, okay? Like, there's a there's a really nice uh, Tex-Mex restaurant that I like to go. It's called Ted's right now. So, like, if you want to pull up, you know, and also Sonic, too. Like, everybody loves Sonic, you know, with the milkshake. You know what you know would be interesting? Mm-hmm. If when the – LeBron James Jr. draft comes around. If mock draft analysts are actually talking like, let's say you, let's say you have the first pick and like you say, okay, Bronny is like the fifth best prospect. But if you draft Bronny, there is a, like a 90% chance that you will get LeBron James. So that's going to raise his draft stock, even though he might not be the best player available. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong about that. You're definitely not wrong about that. 
That's we all know LeBron's going to take his won't come in the 2022 draft fest. That's when they're allowing high schools back in, too. So, which is honestly, in my opinion, thinks going to be the best draft class of all time because you get the college prospects and the high school prospect coming in all at the same time. So that draft class is going to be stacked. Yeah, lot. man. But these these high school like I'm just thinking about. There's a lot of guys who are top ranked high school guys who go to college and they don't really pan out as you think. So it is important for a lot to see a lot of these guys at the next level. So yeah. like these high school guys didn't always pan out. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit worried for a few players that come directly out of high school. Like, that is such a huge jump. Because mm-hmm. it don't really work out for some of these players. Because there's a lot of players who made that jump and regret it ever since. Like, you know, I should have played one year in college, but I wanted the money now. Like, I remember Captain Stanley was, like, the number one high school prospect going to Duke. Mm-hmm. And now he's, like, a 10-day – that was, like, a two-way contract guy. Mm-hmm. He did, like he did not make that jump when he went to college. I didn't know he was in the NBA. I thought I thought he was in the G League, but like I didn't know he was drafted by the Pacers until the draft dunk contest. I'm like, oh, the kid's on the Pacers, really? I didn't even think he got drafted by the Pacers. I think he got drafted by the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So, which is so crazy. And he was, I think, he was the number one draft pick, uh, the number one prospect in his high school class, or at least top ten. Like, remember. RJ Barrett was the number one prospect in that draft in that and in that high school class over Zion Williamson. There was RJ, Zion, and Cam Reddish. So I always remember that. I always remember that he was RJ Barrett was always number one over Zion in high school. Yeah, but they did that. They did a cool they they did go to college, but um I mean they did a cool thing and all teamed up. That was that was so dope that one year. Mm-hmm. Sad thing is, you only get one run at it, and they didn't win the championship. So, yeah. And these kids are like, I I love their posts when they leave after one year. They're like, Duke Blue Devils for life. It's like, dude, you played there for one year, and you're leaving. Shut up. This team, I this team felt like family right here. Okay, <laughs> they get like another player, for example. Like I know we're talking about players that did, who wasn't good, but a player who wasn't good in high school or weren't really knows in high school, a lot of star players right now. Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook. Like Damian Lillard. From top of my, Damian Lillard, too. Those players, CJ McConnell, like those players that comes to mind. If they didn't go to college, we don't, like. Well, first of all, they would have never been looked at in a draft if they declared for a draft after high school. Russell Westbrook was lucky. He was this close by going to Stanford for engineering school. So he got that call. Damian Lillard went to Webster State. I didn't, I didn't know that was a D1 school. <laughs> but as, he was averaging 26 points a game in that, uh, for that four, year, for four years on that team. So that's how he got noticed. C.J. McCollum went to – John Morant. Oh, John Morant, thank you. John Morant was – didn't even start his AAU basketball team. <laughs> he went to Murray State. Murray State sounds like a D two school, but you know it's still it's in the D it's, it's a D one school, okay? It's a D one school. To get remind remind everybody, but John Morant, and then you got CJ McCollum going to Lehigh Valley, was it? Or just Lehigh, I think. Oh, just, just Lehigh. Lehigh going to Lehigh, like and making that playoff push, and then Seth Curry with Davidson. So that's the thing. So that's just what we're talking about with the high school draft. Uh, this wasn't really the topic we were on, but we just got kind of sidetracked. 
draft. Mm-hmm. But just with the high school draft, it's like there is a big step up to college. And some guys can make their draft stock going to college, and some guys can break their draft stock going to college. That's the thing. Yeah, but I also agree. But let's get on to the next topic. Norman Powell getting traded to the Blazers for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Your thoughts on this? Um, well, the Trail Blazers are in it this year, and they, they're, they're a solid team. So, you know, this is, a, this is an all right move. Norman Powell is very serviceable, but the guys that they gave up aren't shabby players too. So they kind of gave up like two decent players for like one good player. You know, we'll have to see how it plays out, but yeah, Norman Powell's, Norman Powell's been there, done that, especially in the playoffs. So, yeah, I I like them getting uh Gary uh Gary Trent Jr. He looked good in the playoffs last year. I remember in the series versus the Lakers, he thought he could match up with LeBron for some reason. But um, he's a he's a good player. He's all right. Yeah, but I just. I I like this trade. I like this. I like this trade a lot because it helped the Raptors. Because Gary Trent is already good, but going on Toronto Raptors player development team, he's gonna become a good player, great player for them. So, who's the other name that the Trailblazers sent the other way? Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood. Okay, he's been in a lot of places. Good three point shooter. Mm-hmm. Then, honestly, this is my favorite trade all because I think this trade is actually gonna make a game changing move. Dick Dolladipo to the Miami Heat, basically trading for nothing. Okay, I can't. I don't even remember the players. It doesn't. The screenshot for that screen. The notification that screenshot doesn't even show the player's name. I don't feel like looking it up. But they basically, it was nothing. They basically had nothing. Uh, let the secret. The Rockets basically trade James Harden for nothing. Yeah. Well, the thing. The thing that I see now is. Well, the thing that I heard when this trade was made was, they got Victor Oladipo. And they held on to Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. That is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're looking good again. I mean, again, another team that is sorry, sorry, but also they also added uh, Belisa, the four from the Kings, who's a solid three-point shooter too. So that's yeah, a big deal. replacing Myers Leonard too. That's why I saw from that trade. Well, but, they're they're a scary eight seed again. One of these teams that can get in on the fringe. If you're the net, if you're the Nets, if you're the Sixers. Scary. Yeah, I can see the potential line with Kendrick Nunn with point guard, shooting guard, Victor Olympus, small forward, Jimmy Butler, power forward, uh, okay. Precious Achawa, and center is Bam Adebayo. Because the rookie, Precious Achawa, I'm, I'm, not, I'm probably saying his last name wrong, but he's been playing really good for him, too, playing re- good for them, making the starting lineup for them. And then you got back bench players. You got Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, uh, Gordon Drogic, uh, Andre Iguodala, uh, Belisa, and so on, so on. So this is this team's looking good right now. This mm-hmm. like I can see this team might making it back to the NBA Finals, upsetting teams like the Brooklyn Nets. In my eyes, like I'm not gonna say that. I think what they did last year was a little bit special. They kind of came a little bit out of nowhere. Um, 
and had a lot of upsets, but they could definitely pull up like an upset series if they if let's let's finish the second half off good. If they get to like the six, maybe mm-hmm. they could be an upset uh, contender. Yeah, but I'm always gonna go by this. Knicks are gonna beat the Nets in the first round. This watch, but they won't even play the Nets in the first round. If they do, they will. Okay, trust. Okay. If the Knicks play the Nets in the first round, the Knicks will win. That'd be a tough series, bro. The Battle of New York series. And like, and then the Knicks fans will be like, yo, Katie, you shouldn't win here. But I just hopefully the Knicks won't screw this up. They won't go out and try to sign a big free agent to ruin the whole entire team. Because they always try to do this in the years past. Or trading all their young players away for that one guy. Like the Carmel Anthony trade. They could have waited for Carmel Anthony for free agency. He had six more months. He was going to come to New York, too. But they traded the whole entire team away for Carmel Anthony. So, But the Mavericks, the Mavericks get J.J. Redick and Nicola Melli, while the, while the Pelicans get James Johnson and Wes Nwandu in a second-round pick. Another second-round pick going away, too. So, your thoughts on this trade? I like the Mavericks getting J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick is such a solid veteran presence in the locker room, and he can still ball. So, I yeah. like that move for them. Only if this trade happened last year where J.J. Redick can continue his streak of making the playoffs. But, sadly, that streak I ended this last year on the Pelicans. But J.J. Redick's always a solid player to get around. Good shooter, too. So, good person to replace, like, after losing Seth Curry, too. So, so I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's all the trades that we have for today. But let's talk about the buyout market. So Marcus Aldridge got buyout. Uh, we already talked about how uh, Andre Jones got buyout. So where do you think those two players are going to go? Oh, man. Uh, there's so many possible destinations. But I'm just going to say this one because I already – because I already said it earlier, I don't even know if there's talk about this one, but I'm going to say Andre Drummond to the Celtics because I think they need a big man now getting rid of Daniel Tice. And, I mean, you said their starting center is Tristan Thompson. I mean, Tristan Thompson is like 6'10". Six, six, I think they need a little bit more size. Many, I think you're on mute. Oh, one second. Okay. Um, and then LaMarcus Aldridge. I don't even know where he's going to go. So many possible destinations. Uh, I could probably look at some rumors right now while we wait for Manny. Heat emerges front runner for LaMarcus Aldridge. Now that's interesting. Uh, add to their depth. We were just talking about them. Interested teams for LaMarcus Aldridge here. It says Heat, Lakers, Clippers, Nets. Bunch of contenders. Interesting. Um, to Lakers. Mm. But um, Andre Drummond. Knicks, Lakers, Clippers, Celtics, Hornets. Okay, so Celtics are in on Andre Drummond. I'd like to see that. Sorry about that. My boss was calling me asking if I was supposed to be working. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Um, 
But I was just I just looked up some of the potential uh, landing spots for these guys. Here, what I'm reading, it says for Lamarcus Aldridge, it says interested teams: Heat, Lakers, Clippers, Nets. I like to see him on the Heat. That'd be amazing. Him be on the Heat. Yeah, but for me personally, just I mean, because you're a LeBron sexual, you want him on the on LeBron's team. Got you there. Oh, uh, let me. Got you there. Got you there. You there? So, okay, guys, so we're going to have, we have a little technical difficulties right here. Uh, gets computer crash, so you just have the manual show right here. So while we're waiting for Gets, uh, I'm probably just going to cut all this out. Okay, Gets say he's coming back. But, like, in my opinion, I think that, Marcus Aldridge would be a good fit for being on the Miami Heat. Miami Miami Heat already needs a, already has a good team. Being on the Miami Heat will help out the team a lot. But also being on the subjects would be great for the team because they can use him as a center or they can use him as a power forward. That'd be amazing for the team. And then him being on the him being on the Lakers already will help him out a lot because you know having. You can see a line with him as a power forward with Anthony Davis as center, center. But even though Anthony Davis doesn't like being center, but that would be the best line for them right now at the time. So while I'm letting gets back in, so that's – I feel like LaMarcus Aldridge would be a great fit beyond the okay. Miami Heat. Small well, time. I was talking about LaMarcus Aldridge, so. Yeah, so what I was going to say before I crash there, um, I – Besides the Heat, I'd like to see LaMarcus Aldridge because he doesn't have that ring yet, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't have that ring. So I'd like to see him go to one of these top contenders. I'm talking Lakers, Clippers, or Nets. Now, if he goes to the Nets, I'm obviously going to make fun of KD again because KD needs his stack deck to win. Um, I could see him going to the Clippers. And, I mean, the Lakers are always smart about deals like this, so I wouldn't count them out on it either. Yeah, and then, like, you know how LeBron, LeBron be like, yo, you want a ring? I got you, okay? That's how LeBron recruits, man. He he gets those rings. Like, he, gets like, those, he gets those veterans, you know, that you need. Like the Rajon Rondos, the Dwight Howards of the world, you know, to join his team to get that ring that uh, some of those guys have been wanting. I mean, Rajon Rondo already had one, but. Yeah. Now the way how can retire as an NBA champion might be a two-time champion with the Sixers, but you don't know uh -oh. yet. But Andre Drummond be on the Celtics, that'd be amazing. That's what that's what I'm excited about. Andre yeah. Celtics. That, I mean, it just it fits it fits perfectly, in my opinion. With him on the team, like you bruh. But that would be scary for the Sixers because having Andre Drummond, even though Joel Embiid owns Andre yep. Drum, like yeah. Andre Drum like has real estate in his head, but uh, I feel like that team is already, that team's 
or a well-built or well-coach about being the Sixers because, like, I'm saying Brad Stevens versus the Sixers. Brad Stevens is always one of those guys battles, too. So, mm-hmm. hopefully they can get Andre Drum. But also another team I like to see him on is the Lakers. Him grabbing LeBron 15 boards, like, getting those second-chance shots for LeBron and AD, that would be amazing. True. And, um, I mean, the Lakers don't really need another big because uh, they have Marcus Gasol, even though he's been underwhelming for what they probably thought they were going to get. And uh, AD himself is already, like, seven foot tall, so they do have some size. But, I mean, if they make the move, I'm still in for it. I still like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but let's get on. We've been talking about Lamar Jones and Andre Jim for a while. Uh, yeah, you can maybe trim that down if you want. Like, we had some – you got the call. I lagged out. So, we probably re- we were probably repeating ourselves a little bit there, trying to make up time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Kyle Lowry, not getting traded at all. Um, well, what, what I think is just the Raptors were asking for way too much. I mean, the guy is in in like his mid thirties. So, and what I heard from the Sixers was like, somebody said like, f- like four first rounders or something, or like three. That is just entirely too much um, for for Kyle Lowry what he is now. I mean, he is a he's a legend to the Raptors, but for other teams they don't have that sentimental value to him. So they were just asking for too much at the end of the deal to get a deal – at the end of a, the day to get a deal done. Uh, Kyle Lowry thought he was going to be a, on a different team. So I was surprised that he didn't get traded quite Yeah, yet. man, it would have been a great story to have him here, but for the right price. Don't overpay for him. Mm-hmm. Usually I would be like – oh, usually I'd say this thing that I said earlier, like, oh, the Sixers don't want to go in for a big deal because they're scared. But um, this time they actually couldn't get the right uh, price, and they walked away from the table smartly. Yeah, the deal. I respect that. It's not you don't really want to overpay or overshoot for someone. So because that, right. that could be said like what the Thunder did with Car- getting Carmelo Anthony, like gave up a lot. Not they didn't give up a lot, but still getting. Uh, getting Carmelo Anthony at that half age, you don't know how he's going to be doing in the future. So remember, Kyle I just turned thirty six years old. So yeah, geez, man, mm-hmm. I did not think he was that old until I heard it in the trade rumors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I really thought he was going to be a Sixers because, like, in the agenda, I was already typing this up earlier, and now I'm like, oh, Kyle Lowry on Sixers, uh, that like. And then when I see, didn't see him get changed, I'm like, oh, I need to change that up. Like, uh, that's uh, – oh, yeah, I want to talk about this one thing. So, gets like, you know, you like the trade, NBA trading cards? Well, I wasn't necessarily like an NBA trading card guy, but, like, I used to be big into soccer trading cards or these sticker, like, books where you would get the sticker packs and you would try to fill the whole book with the stickers. So, that was always my thing when I was a kid. Yeah, I did the same thing with the sticker thing, too. And also had some NFL trading cards, too. I only really have too many good players. I think only I think the best play I had was uh, Tim Tebow. I have two Tim Tebows 
Oh, yeah. that's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, it's the future, okay? Everything's online now. And you know what the the new thing online is is called NBA Top Shot. Basically, you get the basically it's a virtual uh pack opening right here where you have YouTube, well not YouTube, but you have NBA clips that cost like oh, over like thousands of dollars. Like the most expensive NBA clip is Zion Williams from getting a rookie block. So you get some packs over here, grab a pack, build an epic collection right here. Let me see, I can pull some up. So right now there's some sold out packs right now. A base pack costs $9. A better pack costs $14. And let's see if we can see some, uh, let's see what's on the marketplace right here. So right here, some packs for for example, a commenter is like let's check these commenters out. So a commenter pack right here would be, or just commenter players, yeah. Yeah, these are yeah commenter players will be here. Show some. Here's a clip of Anthony Davis dunk over here. Anthony da- uh, Anthony Davis dunk right here. Anthony Edwards dunk over here. Zach Zach Levine dunk over here. Man. Yeah. So and these are twenty three dollars. The lowest acts for those. Wait, wait, so let's go to the legendary one. Yeah, let's go to legendary, dude. This is going to be ridiculous. Right now, Kobe White uh, layup is worth $3,000. Gordon Hayward layup worth $2,000. Jason Tatum three-pointer worth $8,000. Rudy Gobert block, $15,000. I just want to see, what's the most expensive one? Uh, No, 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 no. Go back. Lowest ask ascending or lowest ask descending? That's probably price. Oh, uh, there we go. Two hundred fifty k for a LeBron James dunk. Let's see, if I can click on and see what's the clip. I'm is. actually wondering if people are buying these. Okay, here Top. So yeah, there's people actually buying these. I heard like. I'm pretty sure I heard like the biggest offer someone got was like one million for like a Zion Williamson rookie block. Here's one block right here. I'm pretty sure it's like this, but the person's not selling the block because he's waiting for it to cost more. I saw this all on ESPN, and I recently watched like a YouTube video from one of my favorite YouTubers about it. I'm like, and I saw it on ESPN. I'm like, yo, this we probably should talk about this on the podcast. So yeah. Like John Morant's dunk on Aaron Baines right here, cost two hundred forty thousand for the lowest price. Top sales one hundred thousand. Like that's just amazing right there. So yeah, that's mad. And like, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but like, I get the satisfaction. To me, like the satisfaction was always like completing these collections and mm-hmm. kind of having having it like physically. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd get the same satisfaction from having these things digitally. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I agree. I agree. Because, like, having those cards, like, it's cool to show off your friends and stuff. Or trade, like, here, here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like. Although, I didn't really get to trade because I always did the soccer collections, and nobody over here cares about that stuff. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you right there. But I just don't really, I don't really think about, like, I don't, like, know, like, know how, why people, like, try to sell, like, like they they don't feel like satisfied. Like I look, I saw a couple of interviews where people was talking about it. Like oh, 
the best thing is we get money. Like, I don't really care about these packs or anything. Like, I'm getting, I'm getting millions of dollars or thousands of dollars from an NBA clip. So, like, that's what I'm yeah, seeing. Like, you can get NBA clip on, off of YouTube for free while you can trade – while you can uh, uh, sell the same NBA clip for $1 million. So – yeah, and somebody has to be buying these things. Somebody with a lot of money has to be really interested in these things and buying them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't understand how the demand is like there and stuff. But if there's a large enough community, I think it's a pretty dope concept, honestly. Yeah. Well, guts. Yeah, I had one last thing to plug. Um, it's actually starting like in a minute. The first Formula One. Race of the season is this weekend. Qualifying is today for starting positions tomorrow in tomorrow's race. Manny, if you have – actually, you're about to go to work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I was going to say, if you had some time, you could have hopped on it right now. But I'm going to go watch this right after we're done here. Uh, Formula One. So, it's, it's, the best, it's the best racing – it's like the premier racing series in the world. And you can watch on ESPN, too. Um, and in years previous, there's been a problem with a lack of competition where only the top team could win. Um, but this year, it looks to be a lot tighter. And we're going to find out more after this first race here. And we could have a new champion after we've had the same champion for like the past seven years running. Um, mm. So it, it looks they've made new rules now. They've changed the rules up a little bit. And it looks like the field has gotten a lot closer. So I'm really interested to watch it this season. I, I remember I made a little presentation last year. I was like, pick your Formula One driver. But uh, last season, again, ended up being one of those things where only the top team ended up winning. But I've been so excited for this season. I'm so ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not really a huge race car Formula One. I'll like- keep bugging you about it, though. I'll keep telling you, like, oh, if you got some spare time, there's a race tomorrow. tomorrow tomorrow's the first race. If you watch the first race – you might be able to keep up with the, uh, with the season a little bit. I haven't watched like any race car event. Like I don't know. Like one thing that got me interested in things like that was like Cars One and Cars Two coming coming out. Like those were the things that got me interested. But like, see, that's what they got to figure out. They got to figure out how to grab like the casual fans a little bit more. Because Formula One, especially with racing, there's like a lot of things you need to understand to understand how these things work. Like these are complex machines. Um, and the, not everyone understands the rules really, mm-hmm. you know, everyone maybe has like a, like a car's image of like racing or like you're hitting each other or something like these guys actually aren't supposed to touch at all. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also it's like 500 laps too. Like, Oh, no, you're thinking about, like, any well, – okay, a Formula One race, you're going to sit down for a good two hours on a Sunday. But I, I love it. I mean, it's just something that I grew up with in my European family. But mm, yeah, it's kind of traditional on a Sunday, just sitting down and watching the Formula One race. Well, if there's no NBA going on, NBA games going out, I'll, I'll go and sit down and watch the Formula One race. Yeah, are you working tomorrow? Oh, uh, no. Okay, I'll tell you when the race time is tomorrow. I'll message you about it. Okay. And if you have any questions, you can hit me up. Because there are some things that might be difficult to understand for a first-time viewer. 
Okay. But that's pretty much what we have for the podcast. Hopefully next podcast, I'm praying that for the next podcast that we have the full squad going on. Yeah, we're just going to have to find a time that works for everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's spring break. We could do it on a weekday, too. Like, it could oh. totally work for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If no one's going on vacation, hopefully, but, you know. I'm going on vacation, but I'm still going to have my computer with me. Okay, okay. That would be, that'd be great. That would be great. But that's pretty much we have it. If you guys look watching from YouTube, make sure you guys like and subscribe. Spotify, you know, follow up, follow us. Apple Podcasts, subscribe, give us five stars, share it to your friends and families, you know. Instagram and TikTok, follow us there. That would be nice, you know. I think I posted something on Instagram about our new intro. But I need, I need to post some more things, some more clips over our podcast. That's how we get more viewerships here. That's how we get more viewerships in my opinion, so. Yeah, in my opinion, the best tool of that is, like, TikTok. Because mm-hmm. you just, you'll just, it'll just promote it to, like, random people's For You pages. Or if it's a hot take, mm-hmm. people are going to talk about it. I thought, like, the one where we posted you talking about Messi and Ronaldo, that one got a lot of views and a lot of likes on that one. A lot, a lot of people like that one, too. Like, a lot, and you have people in the comment section arguing about it, like, oh, no. Oh, that's dope. See, that's what I like. Yeah, like that's what I'm like. I'm trying to like I'm not really good with all this social media because like I'm trying like I posted a TikTok yesterday it didn't really go as well. As I that. thought it was funny. I actually laughed. I know it was a good one, but like I don't know how you promote yourself out there. Like I don't know how people get on the for you page that easily, easily because I can see you get the for you page like a couple times, like a lot of times when you post your TikToks. But, like most maybe because I follow you, but like and I yeah. see. I see people from school on the For You page. I'm like, why is my TikTok not going on the For You page? But Yeah, TikTok's a strange thing. Like, what they choose to promote and what they choose not to promote, like, sometimes it's weird. Yeah. Like, we can t- I don't get on to how, like, Yeah, we're, we're going to delve into something else and just be completely sidetracked. So. Yeah, but, like, hopefully I can get someone who can, like, act, help me out with promoting the stuff on social media better, better than what I can do right now, but... But follow us on TikTok and YouTube. I got next right there. So, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what I have for all to take. You guys got anything else to say? Nope. I'm going to go watch that Formula One qualifying starting right now. Okay. And, you know, see you guys next time.